नमस्ते अभी तक हम लोगों ने ब्रह्म के बारे में थोड़ा उसका वर्णन पढ़ा उपनिषद में और अक्सर ये प्रश्न उठता है कि ये क्या भगवान की बात हो रही है एक्चुअली बात हो रही है लेकिन ये शब्द ऐसे यूज नहीं किया उन्होंने ये एक और समस्या हुई है ट्रांसलेशंस में ट्रांसलेशंस में अगर आप देखेंगे मैक्स मुलर का जैसे एग्जांपल तो इट इट की बात होती है तो इट से क्या होता है ना वो बात कन्वे नहीं होती है जो अगर आप इसको ओरिजिनल जब उपनिषद पढ़ते हैं तो वो इट नहीं आता है हालांकि वो वो जेंडर को ट्रांसजेंड करता है पर जेंडर को ट्रांसजेंड करना इज नॉट सिनोनिमस विद इट सो ये जो अंतर है जब हम मूल उपनिषद को पढ़ते हैं उनका जो वर्णन है विल जस्ट रीड इट इस उपनिषद में बड़ा सुंदर एक डिस्क्रिप्शन है जगह जगह पर तो वो आता है बट एट द सेम टाइम जब हम उसको इंग्लिश में ट्रांसलेट करते हैं तो शी अरविंद इस बात को स्पष्ट करते हैं वो कहते हैं कि इट इज मच बेटर टू यूज द वर्ड गॉड नथिंग रॉन्ग विद इट अगर आप ट्रांसलेट करें क्योंकि इट इज जो सेंस है इंग्लिश वर्ड में जो गॉड का वही उसी की बात यहां पर की जा रही है तो कौन है जो अब इसको पहले हम लोग थोड़ा सा ऐसे समझ लें कि मेटेरियल uh, साइंस भी इतना मानती है कि एक ही सोर्स होगा ये तो लॉजिक कॉमन सेंस जैसे भी कह ले इस सृष्टि के हमारे दो तीन चार मल्टीपल सोर्सेज नहीं हो सकते हैं एक ही सोर्स होगा क्वेश्चन है कि वो सोर्स कॉन्शियस है कि नहीं अब अगर वो कॉन्शियस नहीं है अपने ओरिजिन में वो सोर्स कॉन्शियस नहीं है तो कॉन्शियसनेस फिर इमर्ज कैसे कर रही है कहां से आ रही है तो शेयरविंद कहते हैं कि कोई भी चीज जो आ रही है इवोल्यूशन में वो कहीं ना कहीं अपने सोर्स में इनहेरेंट है वो थी उसके अंदर छिपी हुई थी जो स्पष्ट नहीं आ रही थी तो कॉन्शियसनेस चेतना ज्ञान तप शक्ति ये सब उसके अंदर है तो जो ओरिजिन है वो केवल एक मैकेनिकल ओरिजिन नहीं है कि जो अपने आप ये संसार चलता चला जा रहा है ये भी एक प्रकार की एक थॉट है फिलॉसफी है जिसको देखते हैं लोग लेकिन वो कॉन्शियस है तो जैसे हम कहते हैं कि कॉन्शियस है और एग्जिस्टेंस है सत्य भी है और सचेतन भी है तो बाय डेफिनेशन इट बिकम्स ए बीइंग बीइंग एक हार्ड मास का पुतला वो नहीं होता है बींग होता है जो कॉन्शियस है हु ही इज और हु शी इज और अपने आप के प्रति एक सेंस ऑफ सेल्फ रहता है सेल्फ फूड वो कहां से आता है इससे थोड़ी आता है कि मैं ये शरीर है तो मैं हूं शरीर बदलता रहता है इसको हम कई लेवल पे इस चीज को देख सकते हैं आई एम जस्ट कंप्रेसिंग दैट होल थिंग टू कम स्ट्रेट टू द उपनिषद बींग हु इज कॉन्शियस ऑफ हिमसेल्फ बाई हिमसेल्फ कोई और उसको बताने के लिए नहीं आ रहा है कि आप हो तो दैट बिकम्स बाइट्स वेरी नेचर ए बींग जो जो एग्जिस्टेंस जो कॉन्शियस है अपने बारे में सो दैट बिकम्स अ बींग एग्जिस्ट करता है और कॉन्शियस है फुल्ली दैट बिकम्स ए बींग अब वो कौन है सच्चिदानंद है ये हम लोगों ने मॉर्निंग के सेशन में देखा इसका एक और हमको इनडायरेक्ट प्रमाण मिलता है इनडायरेक्ट प्रमाण कैसा कैसे मिलता है अगर कोई हमसे पूछे कि डू यू एग्जिस्ट तो हमको लगेगा कि हम कहेंगे उसको भाई देखो साइकेट्रिस्ट का एड्रेस दे देता हूं अपना इलाज करा लो 
तो अब ये डू आई एग्जिस्ट इज इट बेस्ड ऑन माई आधार कार्ड इज इट बेस्ड ऑन माई आइडेंटिटी कार्ड नन ऑफ दीज इवन लॉजिकली किसी के पास कुछ नहीं है ये बताने को कि उसका जन्म भी हुआ था कब हुआ था कहां हुआ था पर एग्जिस्ट तो करता है वो वो भी जानता है एग्जिस्ट करता है आपको ही पता है वो एग्जिस्ट करता है सो एग्जिस्टेंस इज इंडिपेंडेंट ऑफ द नेम्स एंड फॉर्म्स ये भी बड़ी स्पष्ट चीज है अगर मेरा नाम कुछ और होता तो ये थोड़ी कि मैं एग्जिस्ट नहीं करता हूं मेरे कितने भी नाम हो सकते थे बट आई एग्जिस्ट हाउ डू आई नो आई एग्जिस्ट वेल देर इज नो अदर वे एक्सेप्ट दैट आई नो दैट आई एग्जिस्ट इट इज एज सिंपल एज दैट तो एग्जिस्टेंस अपने आप में सौ प्रमाण है उसका वो सचेतन है वो जानता है अपने आप को तो एग्जिस्ट करता है और कॉन्शियस है कि मैं एग्जिस्ट करता हूं तो वो बीइंग हो गया अब ये हो गई यहां से बीइंग जिसको गॉड कहा जाता है लेकिन जो हमने ये देखा कि वो जो बीइंग है जो सनातन धर्म में है उसमें और गॉड एज हम लोग सेमिटिक थॉट में दिलते हैं उसमें एक डिफरेंस है जो वहां का गॉड है वो कहीं ऊपर बैठा है यहां पर हम बेचारे भटक रहे पर हमारा जो कंसेप्शन है डिवाइन बीइंग का वो घट घट का वासी है वो यूनिवर्सल भी है इंडिविजुअल भी है और उसको ट्रांजेंट भी करता है और उसमें अगेन हम देखते हैं कि हर किसी की एग्जिस्टेंस हर किसी के अंदर लिमिटेड एग्जिस्टेंस है लिमिटेड नॉलेज है लिमिटेड पावर है शक्ति है और लिमिटेड जॉय है यही तीन या चार चीजें सारी सृष्टि में है सच्चिदानंद और चूंकि लिमिटेड है लेकिन अंदर में क्या है अनलिमिटेड इंफिनिट वो फाइनाइट बन गया है तो ललक क्या रहती है हम भी अपनी अनंतता को प्राप्त करें अब देखिए उसी मेटाफिजिक्स से योग निकलता है चूंकि हम डीप इन साइड देर इज समथिंग विच नोज इट इज इंफिनिट बट आउटसाइड इट इज द सेंस ऑफ फाइनाइट सेपरेटनेस लिमिटेशन Now what what happens spontaneously? This finite wants to once again create the infinite, recover the infinite. Let's put it like that: that there is a there is there is a father who has five children, and one of them does not know what my inheritance is. Suddenly comes to know that oh my father he had lot of Jewels and gems, somewhere they are there. So he wants to find that jewels and gem. Now, till he, as long as he didn't know, it is a different thing. But here, deep inside, there is always this sense of infinity. So we struggle. Why are we never satisfied? Because we are seeking for the infinite. How do we try to get infinite? This, that, this person also, that. Wealth also, this house also, this car also. This is what the Upanishad says is a wrong way, because you can never do it. You can never. But some people are driven by this excessive ambition to be the infinite through these means. Nature has created another way, and that is the phenomena of death. जहाँ हम लोगों ने which we heard in the previous session. How does death recreate infinite? It's like Every time we die, while we are living a life, there is a finite experience. What is the finite experience? Let's say, पहले होता था गांव में जन्मे गांव में, you are born in a village, you die in a village. But you have heard about 
moon landings you have heard about america you have heard about russia somewhere you feel it what what that place is like i don't know you hear this that now when you die you take another experience in another land you get another line of um, you know it is very unfortunate that uh, an indian need not necessarily be born as in this punya bhumi it is unfortunate one has to pray one has to really uh, it is a blessing a boon to be born in india but otherwise it's not we take it for granted who knows tomorrow somebody is born in middle east so these varied experiences nay let us believe that when we have taken birth in this punya bhumi we have gone through all that <laughs> so when you come come to this stage where you have by and large within you and what is that essence of experience what do we gather not the details so this is what pravahana dialogue with swet ketu and his uh, guru so for example if we go to let's say uh, some country we go to america or we go to middle east or and then somebody asks what is it like so we describe at great length when we have gone in the beginning after many years you are asked what what is it like it's okay bit comfort of life eh? that's it <laughs> because it is you have gathered the essence similarly we seen in one life also how we gather the essence of things so how we gather the essence of things when somebody is struggling 15 16 one has a heartbreak one feels world is going to crash life is not worth living what do parents say they say bachche hota hai hum bhi guzre hain isse we have also gone through it you will get over the child cannot understand how you can get over world has collapsed but when you are 40 you laugh at it oh yes yes i understand you can even make fun of yourself good i didn't get into it <laughs> so what have you gathered the essence what is that ex- essence essence always interestingly is delight even when you have passed through let us say middle east you have gone through that horror and you were caught in a war zone and you don't know whether you will what will happen you are you know trying everything and when you escape at the end of it when you describe do you describe oh my god you say ah what a joy we escaped finally you you experience that whole experience essence is delight so what is it in us that gathers the whole experience of a whole journey katopanishad is about that it says the eater of the honey it describes in very interesting terms eater of the honey so it is that which turns all things into honey into delight and this delight makes us grow as we go from life to life avidya amrityum tirtva so see upanishads are like that they are just given landscape look at kanchanjunga now <laughs> up to you how you how much you probe how much you enjoy that kat upanishad will say eater of the honey which is deep inside the heart seated in the heart that you are seeking but as i said it also gives a path so katopanishad just to take an example very interesting it's again a story story is that vajeshravas is doing a yagya and in that yagya he is giving as is the custom cows and this and that to different different so 
his son Nachiketa he is observing 9 year old boy he is seeing that his father is not doing the right thing see all children even that time so when children challenge the parents that means they are really good they are wanting to be honest and sincere so he asks his father father why are you giving all the cows which have run out of milk which have grown old you are giving them is it really a sacrifice who am i you fooling i mean doesn't say that many words but today's children would say that who am i you fooling so the father gets angry he said keep quiet again he asks keep quiet third time he says father who are you giving me now he is a brash boy <laughs> father says go to death and isko kehte hain dil pe le liya bachche ne he takes it to his heart he starts fasting doesn't eat because that's the only way he can he knows that he can go to death so third day yama comes he says i have never seen anybody waiting for me <laughs> you are waiting for me why he says my father has commanded me now in all earnestness i have to go to you because my father has given me to you so yama says i have uh, done a grave error you were calling me and i have come um, i have made you wait for 3 days what do you want so he says uh, then yama proposes you have waited for 3 days ask for 3 boons so he asks for boons at the end of the boon first boon is my father should not be angry with me very sweet so he says okay granted what else you want then he asks something very interesting he says some say that there is life after death some say that death is the end of things you are the most qualified person i know who can tell me is there something after death or is there not something after death so yama tells him don't ask such questions see these even gods don't know it interesting even gods don't know it gods don't have that thing now which which goes from cycle to cycle this evolutionary aspect is only in human beings gods don't know they are static on their own plane they watch the play they act they intervene but they don't understand the play so here is this child and yama says see don't ask me this question i'll do one thing i'll give you lot of horses and cattle and this and that and kingdom and wives and phala dhimka all those things so nachiketa is a brilliant boy intelligent boy he says you are giving me today will you not take them after some time he says that i will he says so i don't want them now why i am narrating this story um, a little in detail because i have heard people actually misquote this story to say see upanishadon mein bhi kya hai they are this boy is asking for cattle and cows and wives so what the big deal on the contrary he refuses them when you refuse them then you become the adhikari to have this gyan he has asked for the gyan the highest knowledge but is he really ready so yama says okay you have chosen wisely so it gives a little uh, practice shreyas and prayas in my personal life i found it is such a wonderful um, practical advice whenever confronted with the choice one is prayas what what you want to do it's a desire you like it it's pleasant 
The other is Shreyas, what is good for you, what is good for everybody, what is really uh, a choice which will help you progress. So he says, you have chosen Shreyas, therefore you become the, you are ready for this kind of knowledge. And then he says, I'll give you this knowledge, but in addition I'm giving you something. He gives him a garland with many, um, you know, it's a garland with many gems. So that garland is nature. A person who, again we see, a person who seeks the highest knowledge and finds the highest, automatically gets all else added. So we don't have to, some people say, oh, how will you deal with life practically? You automatically you will get, because there are, not only that, there are subtle faculties which awaken. Because the divine gives those things. You begin to be moved by a higher impulsion and a higher wisdom which shows exactly what should be done, when it should be done, why it should be done, the way it should be done. All this kind of knowledge begins to awaken. In, in The Vedic Rishis use significant terms for these powers and faculties which awaken in a yogi. But you can't, if you practice, I want these powers, it doesn't work. You want the divine, it works. But again you can't want the divine saying, okay, 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 that is the way to get these powers. Okay. <laughs> because you can't fool him. So then he describes to Nachiketa how to find the divine is seated in the heart. He speaks about as Aditi. You seek the divine mother in the heart, you will find. He also speaks about the Angusht Matra Purusha, the psychic being. He says you can't find it by any amount of intellectualization. You can't find. Then also he says that if you are a weak person, you can't bear it. You have to be strong. It's not about becoming sentimentally seeking. Emotions are different. Sentiments are different. He says you cannot find. Because he is so effulgent that even the sun is a darkness. How can I describe him on whose table heroes and sages are food and I death am a spice in his banquet? Now, this we in the morning we spoke about the trans-substitution doctrine. Everything is a food of the divine. It is going into him and it is coming back from him into this creation, the Vishwarup Darshan. This is the fundamental truth. And so when we, when we have this vision or this experience or this revelation, how, what does it mean when we apply it in life? Very simply. It means that whenever somebody gives a gift to you, where is it coming from? It is coming from the divine. I think today morning somebody had that uh, experience. No, something came. Anyway, when you give something to someone, know that you are giving it to the divine in that person. And Shubhendu speaks about this practice in the synthesis of yoga. He says, even if the person rejects, what have you got? I don't need it. But the divine has received it. So you progress. How beautiful this is. So many, much of all these practices came from these great teachings. See, just imagine this one word. If in adolescence somebody could teach us, you will have a choice. How do you choose? There is on one side Shreyas, on the other side prayers. And you have the example of Nachiketa who chose like that. And then this, this is, if, if right from childhood children grow in that kind of atmosphere, that culture, 
rather than the western you know way of life where you you only have the day atma both so there is another story about that also it's about indra and virochan and they both go to prajapati who is their father so he says that tell us about the self and he says what do you see in my eye what do you see in the ocean know that as the self so virochan says he sees his own physical reflection and he says okay now i know i am the self means the body <laughs> so indra says but how can body is always changing self is supposed to be unchanging so he goes back and says something is missing so he says good you have come back so he again gives him like that he goes till he finally discovers the self the unchanging within the changing nityo nityanam so there are many practices there is one particular practice which is so beautiful i find just it gives an image upanishad gives him an image how to concentrate so we are taught many ways concentrate here concentrate there etc etc upanishad gives an image as an arrow shot in its target brahman is the target shoot the arrow of concentration now why they have used the image of arrow so when an arrow is shot in the target for some time if you notice the hind part of the arrow quivers for a while when with great intensity then after some time it becomes less 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 it is stuck so same thing with the practice of concentration for some time the surface nature will do hill dol hill dol but if you remain concentrated then after some time it falls quiet as an arrow shot to its target many many such things come up in the upanishad they describe so here there is another how these people uh, these great rishis uh, are uh, grand forefathers how they were seeking it's very inspiring so we have uh, many of us have heard about it <coughs> hiranmayena patrina this is of course ishupnishad ಹಿರಣ್ಮಯೇನಾತ್ರ he is very proud that oh i have already arrived at that light i am living in that light so ajat satru has understood that he thinks uh, because he has been a sanyasi he knows and ajat satru is a king so he goes there trying to impress the king but those were the days when kings were yogis so ajat satru says tell me what do you meditate upon he says i meditate upon the sun he says i also meditate upon the sun but you know i meditate upon the essence of the sun So when you see that essence of the sun which is brilliance which is found everywhere then the sun is not just the physical sun but brilliance in the mind it can be several places that one intelligence which is operating again he asks what do you meditate upon he says i meditate on upon the vayu then he says i to meditate upon vayu but on the essence of the vayu so through these dialogues through these means they differentiate between the manifestation of the divine which one discovers begin to discover as one ascends 
Of course, all this is also manifestation of the divine, which we'll talk about in a moment. And the source itself. So there is a the difference between the source of light and the light. Effulgence. So he says, I want that. Remove your brilliant lid. I have raised the brilliant lid. I feel the rays. I feel the wisdom springing up within me. But I want to go further. And then see how he describes the divine. Oh, fosterer. Now, is it mother or father? Is it man or female? Woman. Fosterer. Oh, soul seer. Oh, ordainer who arranges things. Oh, illumining son. Oh, power of the father of creatures. Marshal thy rays. Draw together thy light, the luster which is thy most blessed form of all, that in thee I behold. The Purusha there and there he am I. So this is the same story of Ajat Satru but brought out very powerfully. That I want that truth which is everywhere shines in everything. He is wanting that truth, he is seeking that truth. So we have that famous mantra of the Upanishad. We spoke about it. Soha Masmi. <clears throat> and it ends by again aspiring to Agni. That show me the path. Why Agni? Oh God Agni. Agni Naya Supatharai. Asman Vishwani Deva Vayunani Vidwan. O God Agni, knowing all things that are manifested, lead us by the good path to the felicity, remove from us the devious attraction of sin. To the completest speech of submission we would dispose. That I surrender myself. Agni is, um, it is the fire of aspiration, it is the divine will, the divine energy which is there inside us. And it says, I want to be moved by you. I don't want to be moved by my desires. On one side, there are these things which give me pleasure and pain. On the other side, there is felicity. So you know the right path. Show me the right path. I want to go by the right path. And for that, I surrender myself to you. So they had already made, made a path through which one can reach the divine. When civilization was not even awake in most parts of the world. So this is how they described he without sinews, that is also described, who has gone abroad. So, you know, he describes that one being as both impersonal and personal. Now, all this is very fine, wonderful and there are several descriptions. The problem is, ki ye kya hai? Now, this is where the whole slippery slope starts of Vedanta. So, this is fine, there is a source, the divine and that divine is all conscious, all beautiful, all blissful, all knowing, all. And what is this world? We don't see that in this world. We don't see that pure being here. We see its opposite. We don't experience that state of felicity. We experience pleasure and pain. We don't see that Shivam, eternal good. We see good and evil, intertwined, interlocked. We have to make choices. We have I mean, why this, uh, this? What is this? Now, here came the another interesting conception. 
not conception but again they were all born of experiences which we can touch upon now it is about maya suddenly they came to explain all this maya <clears throat> so with maya we have all different ideas in our head maya badi thagani that's this not a very good way to you know <laughs> it is just cheating you it's like it deceiving you how it is deceiving there is only one but it makes you feel there are many but the upanishad has said this was the original will eko ham bahushyam he wants to become many so why why now we are saying that you know it is cheating us and from there indian thought and life took a very different turn it was not in the days of original vedanta upanishad when people got the meaning right later on maya became equivalent to madam miss so after that it was cheat deception so a yogi must cut himself off so see this whole thing came because the purusha element became very prominent but who is maya we can understand in different ways first of all the word comes from ma the root is that which measured so we use the word matra uh, now we don't is such a lovely word uh, i think uh, old timer doctors used to give itna matra <laughs> they used to give yeah pink mixture green mixture matra matra means measure out it is the same mixture but you are measuring out so maya mata what does mata do very interestingly she agains the two who have come together with their own conceptions ideas everything she has brought out of her a being measured out in a body and name all the dreams and all the conceptions all the wishes aspirations of two people who have come together she measures out so maya makes parcelings of the infinite she gives the sense of finite that is also okay as long as i remember that well i am infinite so there is first there is vidyamayi maya vidya is one it knows there is one it's like mama and papa know that all children are my our children they will deal differently with each they will say jada is very naughty so their dealing will be different probably they will give more attention to that fellow and this fellow he is studious he does everything right that's why those who expect that the divine should deal with everybody in the same way are committing a serious error he does not he should not his dealings are based on an inner logic which we don't understand shrivindu uses the word logic of the infinite bali could not understand why ram has shot an arrow through my heart and made sugriva's friend nor do dhritarashtra and gandhari understand krishna you could have stopped the war why you sat on the side of the pandavas why arjun is your favorite see from here we begin to understand slowly the problem of action if all is one all is oneness what does it matter 
whether i do or not do so the problem is not to be or not to be that is solved by brahman yes to be but to do or not to do <laughs> paralysis of action so vidyamayi maya knows the one at the same time you have these different different parts it's like the mother who knows that all are my children what is avidyamayi maya avidyamayi maya is children who faintly remember the mother after some time they even quarrel within themselves between themselves they forget that they belong to the same one mother see this is the problem even in india we face no you have the hindu muslim problem why because one vidyamayi maya knows मां हमारी यही है <laughs> दूसरा बाप मेरा अरेबिया में है अब वो यू नो कंफ्यूजन हो रहा है पूरा द माइंड इज टोटली कंफ्यूज इफ यू अंडरस्टैंड दिस इज अवर मदर यू हैव डिफरेंस इट डजेंट मैटर यू हैव रिलीजन डजेंट मैटर नथिंग मैटर्स बट दिस इज योर मदर यू कांट डिनाई योर मदर दैट्स वाई शोविंद वॉन्टेड बंदे मातरम टू बिकम दिस सॉन्ग बिकॉज बंदे मातरम शी इज अवर मदर नाइदर मुस्लिम नॉर क्रिश्चन नॉर हिंदू सिख एज थीस्ट एग्नोस्टिक एंड डिनाई she is my mother our mother but what does avidya mai do she puts a spell why does she do it this is also interesting see the first layer of creation is when there is beings who are conscious of the infinite the greatest gods up there who are they the four aspects sachidanand sat brahma chit vishnu tapas shiv Anand Krishna. So you have these four. So they are aware. They are aware of the infinity, and they are aware of their particular aspect they are representing. But then they further take out more and more emanations. As they go into creation, they start forgetting the origin. It's like when children old time. Now we have flights, but I remember when from my village I would go to AFMC Pune to study. when I, when i am going back after holiday so my mother would make so much with so much love puri alu give it and she is weeping beta jaake chitthi likh dena i am waiting ki kab chale gaadi <laughs> i want to meet my friends in avmc you see that's how ha ha mummy ha mummy ha mummy now does the mummy ever forget no she is counting the days when the holiday will be there next but i forget i am with my friends i don't remember suddenly one day uh, oh i have to write a letter so that they don't worry this much i remember or when do i remember when i am in distress so same logic applies to creation and why that also will come in a moment what the play of maya from the divine standpoint there is never any separation or division there is oneness he never he knows so those who unite with the one know but from the point of view of the creation there is separation which is a seeming separation this is different this separate why this is required supposing i went away and i remembered my mama papa and every bit i would call you see imagine a 18 year old 20 year old calling their papa every second day papa something happened today this boy talked to me so rudely papa this happened today so papa is not happy then <laughs> papa se kya ladka hai <laughs> isn't it no papa will like 
Similarly, daughters, once in a while they call up, Mommy, ye banana hai, nahi samaj hai, kya karu mein? What is the recipe? But if they everything they want to always, mummies will always be present, but they will feel. Are, my child has to grow strong. She has to face the world. So what, what happens? It puts a veil. Why? Because each must develop fully the entire Satchidanand which is within. So when parents make their child over dependent, then it is ignorance. So same way, the same Vidyamai Maya becomes Avidyamai Maya. What does she do? She put a veil of ignorance. You believe that you are Dr. Alok Pandey, all right. You, you have forgotten that you are Brahman. Then what happens? Now Dr. Alok Pandey can bring out new possibilities, face the challenges. With facing life, he grows stronger, he grows wiser. He develops new possibilities inside. See, sometimes when children do this, uh, I've had an occasion in Air Force, suddenly our guard was stopped uh, proper and some brash youngsters, so they overtook the military van and stopped because he was not giving way. So I came out. I said, I said what's your problem? You don't know who I am. I said, I'm not interested in, what, what do you want to say? You don't know who my father is. I said, who is bothered about your father? Tell me who you are. Suddenly the whole thing came down. I said, who is bothered about your father? Who you are? Even outwardly, who are you? Who is your father? I can see your upbringing. <laughs> but I want to know who you are. So you see, when people don't face the challenge of life, they don't grow. So, because this world is meant to manifest the fullness of divine, Avidyamai Maya also does a beautiful task. We may say whatever we want to, but even within avidya, there is vidya which is working. So that is how the Vedas describe, there is the diti, um, the dark mother and there is aditi. So diti is divided consciousness and then there is the undivided infinite consciousness, aditi, indivisible. Both are required. First the diti, the datyas. And all of us start our life as Dathyas, Diti. So what do Dathyas have? Greed. Why? Because again, Aditi is behind, infinite is behind. So I want more, I want more, I want more. Why? Because I want infinite. So Dathyas are always greedy about this, that, that. They eat like ogre, they conquer, they want everybody to turn to them for everything. They want, they mistranslate the real into false terms. Instead of the fact that the one divine alone is, they say I alone is and everybody should worship me. And this game continues for some time till they have reached that point, evolution reaches that point through a cycle of life and death and rebirth where you are ready for Aditi because that is tremendous. Then one begins to live. Now we understand Isha Upanishads, that famous thing, Vidyancha, Vidyancha, Yastadvedo, Bhyamsaha. Avidyam mirtyum tirtva vidyam amritam ashnute. So, it is so beautifully described, this entire cosmology, our journey in it, life and death, its meaning, the challenges of life, even every day in practical life, one can use it. So, sometimes even divine doesn't seem to respond, doesn't it happen? We have done prayer, and, but nothing is happening. So people make a foolish, uh, uh, you know, inference. 
अरे कोई डिवाइन वाइन नहीं है दिस नॉट डिवाइन सी ही डेंट लिसन टू माई प्रेयर ऑन द कॉन्ट्ररी वी शुड से डिवाइन इज एंड ही वॉन्ट्स मी टू ग्रो सो बट ही इज देयर बिहाइंड वेन एवर एनी बडी इज कॉल्ड इन एन आर्थ भाव इज देयर बट ही वॉन्ट्स यू टू टेक द चैलेंज सो वी हैव टू एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ माया विद्यामयी माया वेयर देर आर मेनी बट ईच इज अवेयर ऑफ द वन that is the original gods and the supramental world supramental world that shobindu speaks about is where the divine maya vidyamayi maya and you can't go beyond it beyond it is merger that's why shri krishna says you, you this is my maya you can't slay maya you can slay moha moha comes out of avidyamayi so then when we understand this principle that there is these two layers of maya operating and this is brought out in several ways in ramayana for instance before uh, in panchvati before ravan has to come there is a very nice um, interchange conversation between uh, rama and sita and rama says the time has come for your uh, veiling yourself so she gives herself to agni and becomes a chaya which is the ego self even it comes in stories of creation surya sangya chaya and yama is come out of that so sita is now chaya and it's sign that she has deliberately put on the garment of avidyamayi maya is that she doubts lakshman this not sita isn't it when he refuses to go when he refuses to go he says i know your intentions are not very good Rama is in distress. Lakshman says he cannot be. Nobody on earth or heaven can ever touch him. Rama is, you know, unslayable. No one can win over. I know my brother very well. She says, "No, I have heard a distress cry." Lakshman, Lakshman, who is Marich? Marichi has played the trick. First, the mrig, mrig behind which swan mrig, which is non-existent. So that is how Avidya Mai Maya. But why she she has become this uh, aspect? Because she wants to convert Ravan. Why? Because even they are revolted children. If she is in her splendor, Ravan cannot come near. You don't need Lakshman Rekha. She is divine mother. Ravan dare not come near. So he comes near. He seems to fool her. take her falls in love with her but does not know what love is she gives him a chance but time to time we see avidya um, vidyamayi maya coming out when she puts that thrin at the end according to one of the version of ramayana it is sita who slays ravan finally in her kali form so this is the play of knowledge and ignorance constantly happening in human life it starts with total ignorance what is ignorance not knowing the one is ignorance i may have all the knowledge of the world like haranikashup i may have my contacts of all the hospitals on my phone i may know the best doctor who can advise me on corona i may have ta- taken all the three doses of vaccine <laughs> but <laughs> this is haranikashup's gospel avidyamayi by all these conditions if i can master i will conquer death but death finds its way vidyamayi is when takshak is destined to bite parikshit 
And Parikshit is also doing the same thing. Everybody is advising. So the Rishis tell him, why are you doing all this? Why don't you get rid of the fear of death? He says, how? I don't know. He says, listen to Bhagavat. So Bhagavat is told to him and he gets over the fear of death. Then finally when the garland comes in which Takshak is there, he says, I know you. I embrace you. I know this is destined in the secret providence of things. So this is the difference of playing a role consciously and being unconsciously caught in the game. When we know the play, we must play well. Now the question comes, play well means what? How do I know what I am supposed to do? When the mind is more and more quietened, when the vital is more and more purified of desires, when the heart is no more hankering after this result or that result, no more preferences, then the urge of the vidyamai maya, the impulsion, no more the promptings of the avidyamai maya, that arises within. And we act according to that. Now, this, this was the whole dynamics on which Indian civilization was built. So, what does it lead us ultimately to? Are maya and brahman two? No. They are one. Again, we can take another example. Several poises. I am sitting, nothing, no activity, no thought, no feeling. That is Purusha. When the Shakti is absorbed inside, next I feel the urge. Something is, maybe I have to write something. Urge. Who has given the urge? It is within me that Shakti, that power has woken up. That's why when we see the Rig Veda, 10th Mandala, that's how that. In that whom none can say who he is or what he is, even the gods do not know. Nasadiya Sutra, that in vaccine war, you know, they showed up. Suddenly there is an urge, a desire. They use the word desire. Takes hold of me, him. What is the desire? He wanted to become many. So that urge takes over. So this is the first step of creation. But this urge is undifferentiated. Something I have to do. I don't know what. Many people go through that scene and say, I want to do something, I don't know what. <laughs> Pragya. <laughs> then it comes, okay, some things begin to form in thoughts, in feelings. That is Hiranya Garbha. It is the womb <laughs> in which things have entered. And then finally it manifests. So that poise of me when Nothing is there. That is the non-being, the Parbrahman. That when the urge has awakened, then what does the urge do? Brings out of this fellow who was just sitting. Suddenly the urge to create. There is a direction, there is a purpose, there is a sense which awakens. And that becomes Satchidanand. Same, but brought forward. Satchidanand leans towards creation. Why? Because impelled by the Divine Mother. Divine Mother brings out Satchidanand from Parbrahman. Mystery about which nothing can be said. And then we have Satchidanand. Because now he has to connect with the creation. And then the creation starts. So he brings out of himself omnipotence, omniscience, supermind, the four great gods who are the four great aspects. And then they go further and further. And at some point... It lapses into complete ignorance and with a purpose as we have seen. And 
it becomes extreme. The lapse is so much that there is a complete forgetfulness. It's there in Shipuran also. Even Shiva lapses into that state. Void of Shakti. And Mother Parvati, she starts right from, she does not know. So these are all stories through which they have communicated. There is a complete lapse of consciousness into inconscience. Now, why this is important? Because it's not just metaphysics. It's, it's got a practical implication. We'll come to that. From there now, creation begins. Step by step. So how is it relevant to me? It is relevant to me that when, you are, when we are walking on the road, if you have to walk forward, you have to do two things. You have to lift the step from what is behind. Leave it. I won't use the word let go. Leave it. Put it in front. Then you go still further. The same thing applies to our own life journey. See, this is what it means. Dharma, which is constantly unfold. Wheel of Dharma. Wheel, no? What is at the center of the wheel? It doesn't move. One unmoving. And yet, it is the center around which all the spokes are moving. Wheel is moving in a certain direction. So, when I act, I must know that whether by my action, my own journey, and the journey of all who are connected with me, and the larger journey of humanity, is it going towards a forward march or is it going towards a backward march? That is what Sri Krishna puts as Lok Sangraharth. If my actions are leading it backward towards a retrograde movement, that backward movement may have had its validity. Like I am here today, but maybe sometime back my feet were there. It had its meaning as steps of the journey, but now it has lost its meaning. So Dharma is ever unfolding. Dharma Shetre, Kuru Shetre. Samaveta Yuyutsava. See, all this is interconnected. This is single warp and woof that Indian thought has given us to navigate through life. Dharma in Indian thought is not about rituals and something fixed do's and don'ts. We knew that these do's and don'ts it themselves evolve as we move forward. So we, for each one, we can't make a universal uh, way of living life. That's why Dharma is so vyapak. For everything there is a dharma. There is a story in um, Upanishad with regard to this. It's of Ushasti. Yeah, I'll just one moment. So Ushasti, he is a, a sage but he is running short of, you know, he doesn't have uh, money. He doesn't know what to do. So one day he goes out, he's very hungry. The whole family is hungry. So he goes and asks for something. So the man gives him Seeds, beans, bean seeds, some something to eat. He gives him a portion. He takes it. Ushasti takes it, and then he gives him water. He says, "No, I don't need to take it." He says, "Why?" He says, "See, I am hungry. I need food, and you have given me water. I can find anywhere." Now look at the story. He comes back. When he comes to home. That time, his wife has already managed to get some uh, something to eat. And they eat together. Next day, he says, I am very hungry. I need to eat because I want to go to the king. And maybe he will understand 
my wisdom and give me work and then our life will become better so again it seems very strange he is asking her give me those beans that you have saved last night but why because he knows that his going is important he needs to be uh, for his body he needs that time that nourishment and it happens he goes there he points out where the mantras are defective and people are reciting them without knowing the deities and the king takes him it's the story of ushasti chakran so imagine and as the story goes he is going to a very lowly person so he doesn't care that time he says right now i need to eat i need to bring food for the family but water i won't take because water i can find anywhere so these subtleties of what dharma is it's not a fixed yardstick not a fixed set of do's and don'ts but it evolves but the goal of dharma is very clear the goal of dharma is the forward march towards the grand disclosure of the one divine this is the important element to be kept in mind and for that each one has to discover within oneself if a particular action is leading towards the divine according to the urge within me i am not doing it out of any personal preferences out of ambition out of trying to please somebody and it's arising within me as a deep inspiration i should do it and if but i have to see clearly is it because i i don't want to displease someone is it because i uh, if i do it i will be better uh, uh, my ambition will be satisfied then you have to keep it away so this is how uh, indian culture had woven the fabric of our life which we have now lost thanks to harvard and jnu <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah it is so silly arguments that you keep listening and you just don't know <laughs> these people are so silly harvard university they had put about shivlingam and they had and the birth of um, garuda they what kind of interpretation they had done wendy doniger so i had to write what are you, what nonsensical things you are saying first of all you are saying many things which are not even there in the mythology you are picking up a mythology interpreting it they are not even there why you are twisting facts and then you have your own fantastic explanation which which shows the depravity of your mind not of the indian thought so i'll take this question which you had you, you were talking about this the sadhya sukta so mm. the sadhya sukta is very interesting because it has this kind of <coughs> agnostic yeah yeah uh, sashi that is how sashi tharur has interpreted i mean that's how it is interpreted uh, yes that's jo uska original matlab wording hai ha wo there is this idea that he Exactly. So, whom he is referring to? Exactly. So, the Nasadiya Sutra is interpreted like that, either agnosticism or like you know, and as you rightly said. But what really is saying? He is describing a state. That's why I gave that example. I am sitting. There is no urge inside me. So you ask me, sir, क्या हो रहा है? क्या करने वाले हो कुछ? I don't know. it doesn't mean i don't exist see this is the problem of nasadiya so it cannot conceive uh, the uh, explanation it cannot conceive existence which exists in its own delight 
or self-being. The consciousness is absorbed within. The same problem comes with Purusha and Prakriti. So, consciousness is absorbed within. That's how the Purusha experiences. But, what happens next? The gods are also not there. That's how it goes. So, even the gods do not know. Whether he knows or not, we do not know. Why? Because that knowledge, that power which is in within him as consciousness has not yet impelled him or that or it or call it whatever. So it is that impulsion from which creation begins. But it is interpreted, I know, uh, generally as uh, we don't know and it leaves us in a... So what Nasadiya Sutra is basically saying, there is a, an unknowable, even if we take it like that, which the mind cannot know, which is logical. If the mind can know it, it is something inferior to mind, this one part. So that also we have seen, one and moving, all, all kinds of paradoxes. So mind cannot know it. Gods cannot know it. Does he know? Who knows? Whether he knows it or he knows it not. This is how it ends. It closes on a question mark. It doesn't give an answer because it wants to be perfect. Because these rishis went beyond the sense of Sat. As I said, Satchidananda is a luminous shadow. Beyond it, there is something of which nothing can be said. So that's why. that What we call as the being, there is the non-being. That's how they went beyond. But, if we read the totality of the scripture, the unknowable can be known, but he can be known only by becoming one with the unknowable. You can become one and that's how it is described in one of the Upanishads. He says uh, at the end, ha ha ho ho. You can't say anything about it. It is so profound a mystery. So, unknowable cannot be known by the mind. So, Indra could not know. Whom does he see? Not the eternal, but Uma Hemvati, Divine Mother. She can tell us. She can take us there. Or that unknowable can reveal itself by its own grace. No effort, no amount of tapasya, we can lay a claim on him. Even gods would not know it. But we can know by identification. That's why you see the same thought comes in Isha Upanishad, not Isha, Kena Upanishad. Avigyatam vijanata. Vigyatam vijanata. If you read it, it's very paradoxical. He who, know, uh, he who has the thought of it knows it not. So basically they are pointers. They are not uh, mental, you know, rigid structure. They are pointers. That be careful what you are approaching. You enter into that and you know it not. But there, that's where the distinction comes and Shurabindo makes it very clear. When you know it from the porch, you have got a glimpse it is true that if you enter, you cannot come back to say. It doesn't mean that does not exist. It does not mean there is no, uh, well, we can say there is, a, there is no God the way we conceive God because all conceptions fall away from there. But there is that tremendous origin which is in everyone and everything. And there is one step we take and then we cannot come back. So that's why that Purna Samadhi and those who are drawn towards it or have a natural inclination, they will go in that direction. But the way it is interpreted, we don't know whether God exists or not. That's not what uh, it is trying to say. So, so are you saying that 
the supramental level which Sri Aurobindo talks about is that point where you have, are not going to now step further. Yes, you can either step into the undifferentiated unity or you can... So that's where the uh, Isha Upanishad is hinting. That's why he says it is the... And thanks for that question. It, that's why he says Isha Upanishad is the basis of the life divine. What does it say? Vidyancha avidyancha yasta dvedo bhayam saha Stand on the borders where you draw and express. If you take one step, then you enter into a greater darkness. Why darkness? Because well in front of it, everything is dark. All world has collapsed, vanished. This is the experience that some people have. Suddenly there is, it is called as the, in, in the western Christian mysticism, it was known as, um, uh, it is a kind of darkness which falls when you are just nearing uh, the divine. Why? Because all props, all conceptions, all systems, everything collapses. You hang by nothing but the thread of faith, if one has that. <laughs> so that's how it is described in different ways. Dark night of the soul, I was hesitating because uh, that uh, pilgrim's progress, that uh, indicates something else also. Um, I, I was hesitating because I was going to say dark night of the soul, but I hesitated. But yes, um, we go through several such dark nights. But here it is the ultimate. So we have this also in the Navdurgas. So we have Mahakali, which is all. Then Mahagauri. Then Siddhidatri. So there comes a time when everything vanishes. Nothing remains. Nothing which, with which you can describe. It's most perfect description that at least I have read is in Shurabindu Savitri, Book 3, Canto 1. The pursuit of the unknowable. Cosmos dissolves. Self, sense of self dissolves. Nothing is there. Who is, you know, mm, one without a second. But we can't even use that term. So that is the description. So Nasadiya Sutra is one of the ways that the seer is trying to impress upon the mind. He is not saying there is nothing. Besides there will be absurdity. There has to be an origin, whatever it is. Logically, the origin cannot be unconscious jad matter. And the Rishi may have said, if jad matter, my mind has grasped it. He is not saying that. So, it is interpreted as uh, to justify uh, Gnostic approach that, you know, we don't know, uh, who knows, God is there or not. That's not what it means. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, I, I, I yeah. know that mental conceptions can't reach there, but I'm curious to know what yes. you think about Sri Ramakrishna's description yeah. of the salt water doll Yeah, exactly. Same thing. He said, in fact. Huh. Let us look at the time. Huh. There is another session. Oh, okay. Even I. Okay, this quick, quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have this now. Probably next session we can have question answers because it'll be very nice. So keep the questions ready. It'll open a wide field. So absolutely, this is exactly what it is. You cannot measure it. You will dissolve in it. This is, since you mentioned it, I'll close with this story in Upanishad. Where one of the examples the master gives is this. He says to the son, Varuni and Brigu, you bring the salt. He brings the salt. He says, put the salt in water. So he puts it in water. He says, where is it? He says, I don't know. I can't know where it is. So he says, okay, taste the upper portion of the water. He tastes, is the salt in it? He says, yes, it is salty. Taste the middle portion. It is salty. Taste the 
<laughs> lower portion it is salty so it is there everywhere and yet you don't know where it has gone so that example of salt doll melting is not actually vanishing it is becoming one with that uh, that let's give no name <laughs> okay so we'll um, take a break <laughs>